0: going in i took this from a very gm perspective one to ten who i'd want first who i'd want second who i'd want while the numbers are going to come up i you'll see you'll see we'll get into it you'll see.
1: No, listen I... I agree with you uh i mean i think that's what you have to do with running backs like <laughs> mostly you draft them when they're young and you got to hope for project uh, for uh you got to project them to be what you want them to be they're not going to come in you know they're young guys when they come in you need to see their future to be excited about them
2: oh, yeah for sure all right. All right. So this Go is uh, a start us off. This is finally, we made it to the end of our 2020 player rankings. Uh, last but not least, running backs. So this is player series episode 11. 13, I, I think.
1: I can't believe that I've done 13 episodes with you. I can't believe that I've been on, on my computer doing these FaceTimes for 13 episodes now with you and have still, still doing it. Hey, man. So I would have put the
2: over-under on five before I just got too frustrated with <laughs> dealing with you and never doing them again. Well, here we are. So, we're cracking up. And I will say, like, you know, looking into highlights and stuff, man, I'm, I'm so excited for football to start soon. And just watching highlights gets me juiced up, so. I feel that. I hear that. I got, uh, I, you know
1: what? I don't mean to do a spoiler. I, I should have done better. I'll, I'll take that one, this one. I got no highlights. I have one. for.
2: I have one. There you go. I, I can always always count on you.
0: No, no no, highlights for me, just came with numbers.
2: Yeah, see, that's fine. That's all, all we need. Keep them guessing. All right, start it off. Uh, if we're drinking anything, what are we drinking?
0: So I got a small batch Four Roses bourbon on the rocks in my mm-hmm. University of Connecticut whiskey glass.
1: I'm actually a I big am. Four Roses fan. I like Four Roses a lot. It's a good, good drink there. Yeah. Well, I went with, as you've seen before, cheap beer.
2: i have uh i actually have two drinks i have uh this uh this is part of my my fall beer taste testing this is southern tier warlock pumpkin stout i love my stouts so Mm, it's a good one and then i have no
0: pumpkin though
2: yeah (laughs) and then i have uh just some water and a nice posse's and cheesesteaks cup that uh tim's mom tim's mom made which is very surprised. You know what's funny is
1: he said he had two drinks and I was immediately going to rip him thinking, oh, what do you have, a beer and then the water to chase
2: it with it? And obviously that's what he has, but now I can't rip him because he's got a cool cup to go along (laughs) with. Did I tell you that when your sister came, she was knocking on the door and my brother was like, oh, does somebody order food? So I was like, somebody else is going to get the door. And then she sat there for like two minutes. I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize (laughs) it was you, but cool. I'm glad I got it. Nice. I don't even have one yet. Who, who would have thought? How do you not have it? I, I don't know. Clearly, we have some issues. I got to talk to my assistant or something. <laughs> All right. So, as usual, we'll start with our uh, our guests. So, as again, this is our, our top ten running backs. And Nick, with leadoff batter, what do we got?
0: All right. So, I talked to Dakota about this a little bit earlier. Um, my ten spot is cycled through three guys. I'll let you know that one of these three guys is on a lot of lists I saw. Um, but I just can't get behind them. And when I took the three of these guys, I put them in a pool. I said, who do I feel like going into this year? Shows me that they have the best opportunity to prove me right, that they're a top ten running back. And number ten, I went with the youngest guy on my list, Josh Jacobs, at number ten.
1: Hmm. Okay. I like That's- it. I like it. He had uh, I. He's not on my list, but he definitely was in the conversation. I went with more established guys. But he, I, I would like to hear your reasonings. On he's this.
2: number 11 I, on my list. I, I, yeah.
0: yeah, so, yeah, so I'm going to – sorry. So it helps, I think, if I tell you who 11 is. So 11 and 12 for me were Leonard Fournette and Joe Mixon. Okay. And okay. I, wanted, I wanted to have Mixon on the list. I've seen Mixon at six, at seven, mm-hmm. in a lot of places. Um, I think he is quietly – Not totally loved. You know, he's back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. He does produce, um, so I'll I'll give him that. He's on a terrible team and still putting up decent numbers. That's true. But if I'm going to put my faith in one of those three guys, I like Jacob's line better. I like the team he has around him better. And I'm not ready to put all this faith that Joe Burrow is going to go turn around the Bengals. And Leonard Fournette, I mean, he didn't even have his fifth-year option picked up. So it's hard to call you a top-10 running back. When a team doesn't even want you for the fifth year. And yeah. he just doesn't score enough. I mean, for a guy with his strength, size, and speed, he had three rushing touchdowns. It's just, it's not enough for me. Yeah. You know the production. He's kind of like a Jadavion Clowney, huge guy, monster in college, monster. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, I, I
1: actually like that comparison. That comparison's pretty good.
0: It yeah. Is. And he's and he, he just let me down in the pros. You know, when I look at a guy at his side, his, his, his ability, I mean, he even had 76 receptions last year. But no, yeah. but no touchdowns. And it's like, I wonder where, like, where is that gear? I wanted him to be there. I had him in there. But at the end of the day, Jacobs gave me 1,100 yards in only 13 games last year. And I just feel like there's way more upside with him. And I like his line better.
1: So, uh, Dakota, before you uh, chime in here, I uh, want to skip ahead. Uh, I will actually go to my 10 because I think it actually is a perfect transition from where Nick was saying. Okay. I went with a 10, Leonard Fournette, actually. Oh. Okay. Uh, Jacobs was in that conversation. Like I said, my 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, I could have switched it in whatever order they were in their own tier. You mentioned the 76 receptions, which I was actually leaning on as a positive point. Um, yeah. I, that's more than twice than twice as much as any other year he's had in receptions. He did have zero touchdowns, and he only had three touchdowns. I get that. But he was on. I know, like, the Jaguars are a terrible team. They're a horrible team. They've got no defense. Gardner Minshew is not a, a NFL quarterback. Uh, their offensive line is not very good. Their offense in general is not very good. The guy, though, projecting was – and here's the main thing. Out of my top ten, he's the one guy I don't expect to finish um, the year on his team. I expect the Jaguars to get rid of him. I think that's when they decline the fifth-year option. Unless you're an idiot, you trade Leonard Fournette. Like, just get whatever you can from him. You clearly have no interest in bringing him back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If anything, Fournette, he's going to have a contract, you know, it's his contract year for him. He's on a horrible team, which is hard to put up numbers when you're running back because it's not like you're a wide receiver quarterback and you're in garbage time where they're just throwing and just accumulating stats. Running backs usually accumulate yards and stats when they're winning and they're just burning the clock. Right. Um, I thought your clowning point was actually on point when I didn't think about, but yeah, he's ton of potential superstar recruit uh, in high school, top-notch draft press prospect. He was fourth overall pick. Uh, he's got the size, the speed, the ability. I think he just needs a new environment. I think the Jaguars are a train wreck. They're they are my they who I I think are going to be the worst team in the NFL this year by far. Uh, I do expect Fournette to be traded, but he's still got so much talent. Uh, um, he, you know, like I said, he had the seventy-six receptions. He went for over five hundred yards uh, receiving. He went for over eleven hundred yards rushing on a horrible team. Yeah, like, yeah. that's that's pretty impressive considering you have yeah. a quarterback just embarrassments between just whoever the Jaguars are throwing out there now I, I couldn't you know take it away from him. obviously he said some up and down years but I think his best years are still in front of him I think they're going to be on a different team but I still think his best years are
0: in front of him that's why he made my top 10 but yeah and that was my point I think and I think that's I think that's fair and that's why I'm at number 11 you know it's not that I dislike him. I listen that I, 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 I have, see
1: where you come with Jacobs I, yeah. I, I do I think Jacobs has a high ceiling too he is my 11 guy uh, Dang. my 11 and 12, I think was Jacobs. And then I, I like, I still like Gurley. I think Gurley's still got something. I think a new team will help him. I wanted yeah. to put him in top 10, but I couldn't. Um, I think guys like Fournette have higher upside than Gurley does. So that's why I had to have him at the outside, but, uh, Fournette's potential and his upside to still keep him as a top 10 running back. And I still think he's
2: has got the skills and ability to be a top 10 running back on any given year.
0: I hear
1: it.
2: Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never thought of that comparison of Clowney and and uh, Fournette, but it really is. It hits on well, it's good. Work, you know, super well athletes,
1: su- super size, high draft picks. They <clears throat> haven't been <throat>
2: bad. I wouldn't
1: say either of them have been a
2: bust, right. but neither of them have been, have given you what you expect. Yeah, I wouldn't say yeah. Fournette was a bust, but like he was taken fourth overall. You would have thought, you know, they get a little more out of him. It just seems like the production, like thousand yards, is definitely impressive. But it's like. Yeah. A thousand yards where like you still only had three touchdowns Jaguars didn't win many games you know it's like huh?
0: they were they were also both number one overall recruits out of high school like yeah. any position mm-hmm. and then when they went to college after their freshman year people were saying why did they stay in college for three years this guy could go to the NFL right now mm-hmm. and then they went to the NFL and they, have, they both haven't had poor careers but when you set the bar where you do with the two of them it just leaves a lot to be desired no, I, I
1: agree. That's why I'd really – I'd be stunned if Fournette finished this year with the Jaguars, especially when you mentioned the fifth year being declined. There's no reason not to trade him. The team's going to suck. They have no – He's not going back. They, they, of course he's not going back. They're going to be awful. Like it, I would say, I am a big supporter of running backs are worth the money, but on good teams. Bad yeah. teams should never invest in a running back. It just doesn't make sense because you have so many other holes and so many other problems that running backs are the cherry on top of the sundae, but you got to build the sundae first. They're not right. the ice cream. They're the ones that make you a good, from a good team to a great team. They don't take a bad team and make them good. Right. You said he declined
2: the fifth year option. So is this, he's, this, this,
1: this is his fourth fourth year. last year. Yeah, he's a free agent yeah. after this year. That's why I would be stunned if he doesn't get traded. Maybe yeah. idiots not to trade him,
2: but right. go ahead, Dakota. Go. Right. Yeah. So my number 10, uh, this, this guy was the, he moved around the most between like, seven and like 12 in my list um then i ended up choosing him over say jacobs for Gurley, and sanders uh eckler even um so i went with chris carson of the seahawks at number 10 um okay. yeah. i feel like i was surprised when i saw him on the top 100 um because i mean i knew he was like you know a hard runner a beast but i never really thought wow you know chris carson's the top back in the league and then you kind of look at what he's been able to do. And it's like, I mean, he had this one thing I saw he's had uh back-to-back years. He's had his scrimmage yards has been over uh 1400 and he's had over nine touchdowns back-to-back years and only 15 starts averaged in those years. So, I mean, the guy produces numbers, I mean, they've, I feel like the Seahawks always have a kind of a power back, whether it's Lynch, um once upon a time Sean Alexander and now you know Chris Carson seems to be their guy um but I mean even before like he he had a fractured hip that he had like I think the two or three games left in the season and he still was on pace for like 1500 yards or something like that so see I, one I, thing I think, uh I, I will I will I will cut you off here because I
1: was as you do Carson, I I love to I was gonna put Carson in the top 10 but there's one number mm-hmm. you know you, there's one number that kept him out of my top ten. Yep, okay. he, he just gives it away. He's like, oh, he's like the Pope, Mother Teresa. He just gives for the the lower, the, the less fortunate. He just loves to give away. Seven fumbles is disgusting. It is bad. He was number one running back in fumbles. The number two guy had four. He had nearly yeah. double the number two guy. I saw that number. I couldn't even think to put him in my top ten. I'll,
0: it's, I'll, it's I'll tell crazy. you, I'll, I'll tell you both that he comes up soon. There's one.
1: Person, oh. no, he didn't make my list.
0: He he made mine. He's not high. He made mine, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll get to why later. There's there's somebody who's gonna come up. It might surprise you a little bit that he's at nine, but there's there's a reason in separation of the two. Of them.
1: Okay, well here I'm. You caught my interest, so Nick. Let me let me hear your number nine. Yeah, go, get, go right into it because I was pretty much
2: done with Carson there. That's
0: so number nine, uh, he's a guy who I think, when healthy, is about fifth overall. Okay, when he is. At his oh, best, I think, think he's about the fifth best running back in the NFL. The problem is the guy hasn't been healthy, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's what's keeping him so low on my board. But number nine, I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings, Dalvin Cook. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. See, I Ooh. my ranking impacted injuries as well, but I had him higher than, than nine. But go ahead.
0: I, yeah, he's yeah, missing. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'll, yeah, so, I'll get to him later. He's just he I think you know he's a great producer trust me when he's on the field and that's why I said when how, I think if you took and you said you hey like, you know okay. you're going to get 16 games out of these guys he's number 5 for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Rookie year starts off great, gets injured. Second year misses a ton of games. Last year he comes back, plays most of the season and he's all, I mean 13 touchdowns, 1100 yards, 500 receiving you know receiving yards. Yeah. it's like those are that's great statistically, but like again it comes to being like while Chris Carson, we just talked about, he fumbles a lot, which up hint hint he's coming up soon. Yeah, he's he's playing in the game. That's why he's fumbling. You know, yeah. he's he's there. He's consistently putting up numbers. Oh,
1: hi. Yeah, is, yeah. Like, on. Oh. J- Jameis Winston went out and played every game. That doesn't mean he was doing great. He was putting up <laughs> plenty of numbers. That doesn't mean he was doing great either. I, I just I I hear where you're coming from. I, I find it I find it hard to believe that Carson is better than Dalvin Cook. I, I I understand where you're coming with the injuries and everything. Carson had his, you know, hip injury, and he and he puts the ball on the carpet all the time, man. Mm. That's way too much. Seven's a lot.
0: Yeah, no, it's a lot for trust. It's 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 definitely a lot. And again, I took I took the stance of I'll take the guy who I have a better feeling is going to play on. Set. For for a, for a for a spot that gets hurt as much as it does, the reason people don't pay running backs is their durability concern. And if you're only 26 and you're already a durability concern for me, you're not a guy I want to put a franchise around. I can get you to stop fumbling, but I can't get you to stop getting hurt and never being on the field for me.
1: Yeah. No, listen, I I hear you. I hear you. I I see where you're coming from. I I just I I think Dalvin Cook I I understand the injury thing, but I, when you when he's healthy and he's on the field, he is He's for sure, a top five talent.
0: No, for sure. I, that's that's the first thing I said. When healthy, if you told me I was going to get 16 games guaranteed, I look real quick, look, I think I'd have him at five. I think if okay. I knew if I was going to get a full season, I think I'd have him at five. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, you know, I have them different on my list. We'll get to them later, but um, number nine, I went with. Not a guy I honestly am a huge fan of. Uh, He's never really blown me away. I've never bought him the hype, but I can't ignore the 19 touchdowns he had last year. I think that – well, the one thing that I think helped him is um, he was basically a committee running back, and then Williams got hurt, and he was able just to thrive off of the opportunity that came about. Um, Rodgers is definitely not the same Rodgers of prime, but he's still a very good quarterback. That helps the passing game, and I think that helps Aaron Jones as well, who came in at nine for me.
2: Um, that's interesting, Tim. I had Aaron Jones at nine as well. Oh my God! You know when me and him are
1: something's wrong? There must be a full moon. I was
2: telling Nick. Um, I said there was a player like before you got here. I was like, there's a player on my list that I really didn't consider, and then I was looking at stats and I said, "Holy fuck! Nineteen total touchdowns. I can't ignore ignore that. Like, I think.
1: Well, I mean, he tied. He was the tied for number one with most total touchdowns. With I'm assuming all all of our number one running back. So, that's something, yeah. You, know, you can't just ignore. Yeah. I know it's yeah. a good system. I know he plays next to Aaron Rodgers, and I know his uh, running back committee guy got hurt. So, that <laughs> gave him more opportunities than probably was going to be originally there. But, I mean, you know, Rodgers doesn't go anywhere. I'm faith in the offense. I don't know why they chose to draft A.J. Uh, Dillon. I was going to say, they drafted a, a backup
2: running back to replace him eventually. <laughs> like, that's just, I don't... that's
1: just idiotic team building there. But, uh, you know, what? I still think he's the number one. If anything, then – you know what? Dylan will probably just take uh, Williams' role and just be, it'll be a committee thing. I think Jones has done enough to earn himself a number one uh,
2: running back slot. I mean, 1,500 yards from scrimmage, a 4.6 yard per carry when he's rushing. He's good. No, he's a good guy. 16 rushing touchdowns. Like he's. Now,
1: the offensive line, they do have a solid, and that's solid, but it's things. not the
2: best. Well, now
1: they, they lost Bulaga this past yeah. year, so that hurts, but. They still have a solid offensive line. I still think they're going to run the ball really well. LaFleur's in that McVay, Kyle Shanahan, um, Zach Taylor, coaching tree kind of, where he's he's all about running the ball with all their fakes and options and setting up the pass with the run. So I don't see him getting away from the running um, um, running game. But, you know, I who knows? You draft A.J. Dillon and don't draft a
2: wide receiver, I don't know what the hell the Packers are doing. So, I also but. didn't realize he was 5'9". Probably the shortest running back on my list, but – yeah. back yeah. sounds. all right. On to number eight. What do we got?
0: So, number eight. Um. Yeah, I've pretty much put the cat out of the bag at this point. But number eight, I have Chris Carson. Very nice. Um, okay. I think that it's always tough to evaluate the guys who play on the West Coast. Uh, they just, they don't get you don't get a lot of the see them very, and that's for every sport across the board. You know, yeah. you don't get to see them that often. They play so many late games, or they're a blackout game. You don't get to see them um I think that he's an he doesn't get enough credit for the Seahawks rushing attack being as strong as it is I think that we all talk about how great Russell Wilson is and how much he brings to it which he does and he deserves a lot of credit for it but I think when you look at you know Chris Carson and he's we talked about the fumbles and I get it trust me that was like he that was that was tough that was that was you know that that's that's tough for me um But 1,200 yards rushing last year with another 266 receiving, 1,150 yards rushing in, you know, 2018. Yeah. Um, He produces, you know, he produces. And while he's fumbling, um, you know, I don't think that his ceiling is higher than Dalvin Cook's by any stretch of the imagination. But I think it's also important not to always just pretend that a player is their ceiling. And what I'm getting consistently out of Chris Carson is more than I'm getting out of Dalvin Cook just because his availability is better. It's a slight edge, and I still – I still kind of lean on that GM side of running backs are risky. It's a very risky position. That's why nobody wants to pay him. That's why every team has three or four of them. And I feel better getting a veteran, getting a running back coach to get Chris Carson to hang on to the ball more than I want to kind of roll the dice and hope that Dalvin Cook is going to stay healthy.
1: I, I i like i like your points that you made about chris carson i obviously you know mentioned i don't have been on my list the fumbles weren't something i could get past um i just wanted to quickly go into this because my number eight intrigues me because you mentioned him earlier and i was surprised that i don't think either of you have him on his list from what i've heard i went at number eight i went with joe mixon tim did you steal my list oh. i have <laughs> joe mixon at number eight I'm starting to, I am I mean, I just figured after 13,
2: 13 episodes together, you're starting to finally I keep, I, this I, I build up, just do whatever Tim does. i build built up an introduction for these players. And then when you steal them from me, it's like, what do I do now? That's so me. please go ahead. Go tell me about Mr. Mixon. So, who I'm mean, a big well, fan you, of I will. All right. So
1: obviously Mixon's on a horrific team. He's mm-hmm. they are the worst team in football. Yeah. Uh, I obviously think they're going to be better this year. I mean, I, I it sounds like I have more faith in Burrow and Joe and Joe. I have more faith in Barrow than I think Nick does, but they also – got to look in more – it's more than Barrow. They got Jonah Williams this year was their first-round pick last year. They drafted a couple wide receivers. Their offense line will be better. Their offense line was e- easily the worst in football last year, so they have to be better. But you look You're at hope. the numbers between Carson and Mixon. Carson had 100 more yards rushing. Uh, Mixon had like 20 more yards receiving. But you know what? He had zero fumbles and Chris Carson had seven. And Chris Carson's running with Russell Wilson on the option. And – Joe Mixon's running behind nothing. A.J. Green didn't even play last year. He's the only name I think anyone could name off the Cincinnati Bengals. He's a young guy still. He's got great athletic ability. I think he's starting to really – he's getting more of a of receiving back, more of a dual threat. I think his ceiling's a lot higher. Uh, it almost goes back to what I was thinking with Fournette because I think Mixon and Fournette are in the same tree. They're same, like, incredible athletes, great size, great skill. They're both on terrible teams. I think Fournette is going to leave the Jaguars this year. So I'm ho- my projection to him is on a new team doing really well. Mixon I think will stay. I think the Bengals will build around him and Joe Burrow, And I think it will be a nice basis. But I like what I've seen from Mixon. He went over over 1,100 yards the last two years with, you could say, the worst team in the last two years. Um, it's hard to put up stats as a running back on an awful team. I think running backs are worth the money. But if you're a good team. When you're a bad team, there's no point in paying a running back because – Unless you have everything else shored up, there's no point in you know spending all this money on them. But I, Mixon's a guy
2: that I think is going to get better. I think as the Bengals get better, he'll get better. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the one thing that I saw that was really striking is uh, his final eight games. He had 994 total yards and five touchdowns. And I mean, I not always huge on the whole. Like, well, what if you had that pace? Because the the Bengals kind of changed some of the the way they were running the ball um but if he had played eight more games like he was playing at the end of the season it would have been on pace for 1900 total yards and 10 scores so like he's got it and i i was texting nick earlier i said would it be foolish for me to put levy and bell on this list because tim you and i have talked about how much we think levy Bell's bell is like you know patience his awareness his vision is you know was so great when he was in his prime and i see a lot of that in Mixon. like you watch some of his tapes and it's like he makes, he makes yeah. a decision, and he goes right there. Um, you know, his jump cut's pretty good. He's, he's strong, too. Like, you know, when you're young and they teach, you know, you keep chopping your feet, chopping your feet. Like, he never he's stops good, running. He's a
1: good player. He's really good. I think he's going to get better is why I had him higher on my list. And since you mentioned him, and I don't think any of us have him in his list, Bell is literally the epitome of what I mean by running backs are worth their money not on bad teams, though. Bell is such a bad contract on the Jets. But if you think about it, I mean, we'll get to it later, but my top two guys on this list are the top two highest-paid running backs in the league, and I don't think that's a coincidence. I'm sure they're the top two guys in your list, too, or mm-hmm. in the top three, is that teams that are ready to win, that pay out for – like a running back can make a good team great. They're make they they're half of your uh, offense. You know, quarterback controls the passing game. The running back controls the running game. Yeah, yeah. the offense line obviously plays into it, but same with the passing game you know it's it really comes down to if you have a better running back who can just make more plays than the other guy like you're just going to have a better you know rushing attack
0: so this yeah, is i said, a, I, said, I said that to Dakota earlier i said when he said thing about Lavion Bass said if he was still on the same Pittsburgh team oh, absolutely, I'd feel, absolutely. I'd feel, absolutely i'd feel when it when it was the killer bees yeah, yeah for sure but I'm, i have no faith in the jets i feel See, like that's his
1: it. career him his careers there in the to top Bob. 10 is not really a slight at him it's that i have no faith in his future i know that he's pace. not going anywhere <laughs> I just I don't think the Jets are going to make the most out of him. I think he's still a top ten running back talent-wise, but his team right? sucks and their yeah. system sucks, and they have no plan to use him.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, here here's uh before we leave Joe Mixon. This is the guy I had highlights for. So, <laughs> oh, look at you! All <laughs> right, go on. ahead. On, well, on. I was worried nobody was going to be talking about him, but me. So I wanted to make sure, you know. Yeah. All oh, right, there we go. Can we get a full screen this time? Did uh, we I, learn? Don't worry, I. Uh, yeah. Just need to get to the park. I mean,
1: most people would have it
2: queued up and ready to go, but hey, you know, it's, it's your second time. At don't least. worry, it's right here. All right, all right. So go ahead. This first one. This is against the Steelers. Yep. Takes a little sweep. Oh, look at that. Who's that? One of our top uh defenders we had in uh TJ Watt. Get off me. Look at this. Nothing here. His blockers suck. No, nope. they're all this is the problem. They're all looking at him when they should be facing down the field, blocking someone. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six Steelers ready to make a tackle. I'm gonna go past you, you, you. Strong legs all the way through. First down. Yeah,
1: no, listen, I think I think he's a good player. I think he's on a terrible team. Oh, he is. But uh I, I, I think I think as they get better, he'll really start to shine.
2: I mean he's yeah, he's going into his third year fourth year now. Yeah, there's, I mean there's he, another one. Oh, this one's a good one. This is against the Patriots. Nothing there. Nothing again, his offensive line's looking the wrong way. I this is a this is the Bengals in a But well,
1: look at it, number seventy-seven
2: is on a knee. Just, I don't know that's, what he that's, did.
1: that's, He didn't so, realize that the national anthem was done a
2: quarter ago. Yeah. So he breaks one tackle, gets through it, set, He's on his feet. Again, the strong legs gets past him, outrunning a cornerback all the way down the field, still running, takes Stefan Gilmore to take him down.
1: My last thing before we let Nick get to number seven is that. Name me another two-win team that had a running back go for over 1,100 yards. Right? It just, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's like maybe the Jaguars—they don't, they don't coordinate. You know, you when you're when you're a horrible team and win two games, your running
2: back usually suffers a lot too. Yeah. And then but here's yeah, the last one. Just, just takes yeah. a nice, ready for this little 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 jump cover here. Oh, mm. is better blocking. And then him, arm. Nope, I'm gonna keep going. He's just so powerful, but he's like it's all contained. He's like yeah i don't know i just see a lot of love bell in him and i hope he you know i hope the Bengals have some positivity with the burrows now but i don't know i well, think I, uh, I i agree i it's, you know i listen, think he's great I, listen i i it wasn't a slight against him i
0: mean i, I told you he's like number 12 for me yeah, you know yeah. and i think had he played on a team i actually wanted to watch play football maybe mm-hmm. i would have him higher
1: that's that's you know? the key part but that's the key part
0: it's 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 tough when you have a guy who's on a team that's that bad even watching those highlights while he individually is so talented when your highlights have your linemen looking back at you and exactly. you have to break <laughs> and you have to break six tackles mm-hmm. it, it, it's just hard for me to project that you're going to have great numbers again i it's fair linemen. it's
1: fair i agree and understand your reasoning that, that's good but I, I you know what i i have a little i think i have more faith in Barrow than um than you do but i, I think Barrow will be pretty good i mean the Their team's going to get a lot better. If you think about it, Adrian Green didn't play. He's going to play this year. Jonah Williams is going to play this year. They drafted a couple wide receivers. You got Mixon already. Burrow's going to come in. It's not just Burrow. They have a lot of good stuff coming for them this year. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I I like Mixon. I think he's got the talent and the ability. I'm hoping that the Cincinnati can build a team around him and, you know, make the most of it so it doesn't become a Fournette situation. Because at this point, I think Fournette is dead and gone is leaving. If he doesn't get traded this year, then – the Jaguars are foolish. He's leaving in free agency, but yeah, you know, we'll leave it
0: at that. But what do we got at? Uh, what do we got at number seven? So number seven was uh, a guy I did have at number nine, uh, but I could not get away from the 19 touchdowns. I just couldn't. Mm, I felt like that was too, dis- I felt like it was too disrespectful to have him that low. Yeah. I also am very big on like, what is your trend? And he's played three seasons each season. His total yards has increased 500 a year. So I'm seeing a guy who's getting—he's getting his feet underneath him. He's understanding the system better, you know. And there's something about that amount of productivity. And also, he tied Nick Chubb for most broken tackles in the NFL for running backs. The guys got power. That. Guys can punch it in, you know. Drafting AJ Dillon hurt, you know. Obviously, that didn't make it, it not, Didn't make sense. <laughs> it's, it, well, it—it just—it just shows that you're not committed. It shows that yeah, you know, exactly. The, the two the two best players on their team are Aaron and Aaron, and they drafted their replacements in the first two rounds. And Which I don't I
1: just don't get, I don't, get that. I, I don't I don't I don't understand what you're thinking. If Rogers is still throwing and still doing well, and Aaron Jones went for 19 touchdowns, I don't know if I'm replacing them.
0: Yeah, I just I, I i look at that number, and there's no way to have a hollow 19 touchdowns. It's just not it's just not it's not oh, possible yeah. that type of a hollow stat. No, I
1: i wouldn't agree with you more that's all i mean i had on my top 10 list too you know i'm thinking the same thing that you were thinking
0: yeah
1: so all right well let's see all right so number seven i actually went with a guy he's never run uh he's never rushed for more than a thousand yards in a single season but he's still been a pro bowler every god, single
2: year he's been in the NFL. oh i had him here god, I moved god damn it tim listen <sighs> go ahead i let me hear it because i'm gonna i'm probably the same number seven See, you're just excited because I can put out all the good facts and points,
1: and you can just piggyback off him because we uh-huh. have the same ranking. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, so he's the second best dual threat running back in the league. Um, I, I would have said he was number one up until last year.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: like I said, he's never gone for over 1,000 rushing yards, but he's, he's also gone for no less than 533 passing yards every single year he's been in the league. Um, I'm going to go with the dual threat ability. I'm going go with uh, Camaro.
2: Yeah, Obviously, I also had Alvin Kamara at seven, so yeah, off <laughs> a rookie of the
1: year, three time Pro Bowler. I yep. think he does so much um in the passing and the rushing game for that team. You know, he you know, he's in, he's not the main rusher, but he still he went for eight hundred yards. Considering where they play him, mean, he mostly plays in the slot and lined up as wide receiver more than anything. So he had eight hundred yards rushing in front of him when Mark Ingram left was, you know, pretty impressive.
2: Uh, yeah, I was surprised that when I was looking at his stats he never had over over nine hundred yards rushing. I, look, look at his receiving. Staff. Well, yeah, he he's, for it. it's, yeah. yeah, he does he's it all. He's a guy all. that comes close
1: to nearly, like, He's like eighteen hundred yards scrimmage, like well, scrimmage yards every year, but doesn't well, run for more. Well, than see, a you s-
2: you say that, you say so. Last year he had seven hundred ninety-seven rushing yards, but he was averaging four point seven yards a carry. So like if oh, he yeah. had more volume carries, he would have had over a thousand yards.
1: His rookie year, he led the league in yards per attempt with six point one. Like, oh
2: yeah, I see that now.
1: Like, yeah, well, now that you see it, because I just well, that's you know,
0: that's, just- that's why I moved him out of this slot into a higher position. A lot of the points I'm you guys not. are making, I had him there honestly because I saw the never over a thousand. I yeah. looked a little more to the body work. I'll get to you later, but yeah. yeah no, I, 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 hear,
1: I, mean, I hear you. We're probably thinking the same thing, but I do have one of the guys that you already mentioned a little bit higher. So I think that was the only difference in our list. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, the guy's been a stud since he's entered the league. I think it helps a lot that he plays in an offense where Michael Thomas and Drew Brees are on his team and the offensive line is as good as they are. Um, but at the same time, he hasn't missed the beat. He's done everything. He's done more than what they've possibly asked.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think he's really good. I think he's, You know, Latavius Murray was fine, but I think they would really benefit by bringing in a a better quality number one running back, like when they had Ingram there, and that's when he really flourished. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I I put Camaro at seven. He also has got a – you know, he had injuries this year. He had the knee injury because I made a fantasy bet this year on um, me and this other guy having a shaving down to a mustache. And, of course, I had Camaro, and he decided to get (laughs) hurt and not play the week that I make the bet. Nice. That one hurt me a little bit.
2: He also – I mean, last year he also had – so he's made the Pro Bowl th- all three years of his career. But last year he had 14 rushing that. touchdowns and four receiving touchdowns. So <laughs> he gets in the end zone. Man. Yeah, I, I think that. the problem was, like, he got hurt. I don't think he played every – let's see. Wait, yeah, He played wait. 14
0: games, so. How many touchdowns did he have last he year? He had 14 rushing touchdowns last no, year. Oh he didn't. That was
2: 2018 there, guy. Oh, <laughs> I meant last, last year, last year. Last – okay, so 2018 he had 14. 2019 he had – Five. Um, but like,
1: can we, like, mute, can we mute, mute you? You're not bringing much to this table. You're bringing stats up from 2018.
2: I'm sorry. I'm I'm the potatoes and the vegetables of this conversation. I'm helping fill your plate right now.
1: Oh, uh, okay. So you're the boring uh, stuff that everyone <laughs> scrapes off to the end. Sounds about right. <laughs> Good. With that uh, said, let's go on to number six. Yeah, let's just keep going. <laughs> Don't give Dakota more time than needed.
2: Um.
0: So number no, number six. Um. I mentioned him earlier. He t- was tied. For most broken tackles in the NFL with Aaron Jones last year, 32 broken tackles, uh, massive yards on the ground. I mean, just under 1,500, eight touchdowns, almost 300 receiving yards. And his rookie year, he was only four yards away from a thousand. He's at 5.1 yards per carry career average, and he is the lead back for the Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb. And uh, I love what he's producing. Um, I thought in college it was kind of tough that he had Tony Michelle with him in Georgia. He had kind of like do that little split time thing. Yeah. I think yeah, they, that his position. And yeah, the injury
1: too. The injury yeah, really hurt and, him. I and,
0: think. I think, and I think what's going to keep him from my number five and why he was at number six is uh, Kareem Hunt still on that roster. And when Kareem Hunt yeah. came back at the end of the year last year, Nick Chubb's production went down. You know, he had, I think, only two of the last six games he went over 100 yards. Um, you know, and I think that Kamara, what I get from Kamara, which we, we just talked about a minute ago, I have a better feeling that he's going to be featured. Plus, this I like the O-line better. We'll get to that. But Nick Chubb, I got to tell you, I'm super impressed with what he's shown in the NFL so far. I mean, if he puts up another 1,500 rush yard season, very good chance, you know, he's in the top five next year, if not top four. Um, yeah was, I mean like like really you
2: said bad. he he had nine he almost had a thousand rushing yards he had eight touchdowns and only nine starts and he was sharing time with um Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson so like yeah, yeah you no, could tell really the talent good. was there right away Stud. We'll,
1: we'll we'll see him later in the list but uh pretty soon know. yeah Number six, I won one of the Knicks guys, and you know what? Normally, I do ding on injury because I do kind of, you know, as everyone knows in my three pillars, it's last year, next year, and if I started my team with you, and considering he's only played 29 out of his 48 possible games in his three-year career, is is eye-opening, but you know what? The eye test, he is still a top five running back when I see him out there, and I have faith because he's still young. It's not like he's older and he's getting these injuries. He's still young. I mean, the, the injuries, he's suffered were his rookie year and his
2: second year in the league so I went with the Minnesota guy I went with Dalvin Cook you know it's not fun when we agree Tim and at number six I also had Dalvin Cook (laughs) and I'm I'm starting to think our list is going to be exactly the same from here on out (laughs) I just can't believe it took you 13 episodes to start catching on to what the right list was I'm going to be done this beer by the next guy because that's how annoyed I am that you're matching with me well, it's a
1: win-win for everyone. But, I mean, listen, Cousins gets the noise because he makes all the money, but that offense runs through Cook. Everyone knows yeah. that. You know, you had Diggs and Thielen ripping Cousins in the middle of the season up until they played the Eagles, and that solves all quarterback and offensive woes. But this offense, it runs through Cook. Cook never missed a beat last year. He played 14 games. He was still a pro bowler. You know, 11, over 1,100 yards, he, uh, he was a, he's a dual threat, too. You had over 500 yards receiving and over 50, 50 receptions. He didn't get as many, you know, he had, well, he had 13 rushing touchdowns, but receiving touchdowns, he didn't give him many. But I think on the field when he's playing, he is a top five talent. It's on the field and playing as hard, and I understand where you're coming from with Nick, but I still think that his talent alone was something I had to keep. And he's young. That's, that's my rant, my, like, main – Argument against his age injuries is that he's yeah. still young. Like you know, he could still. If he puts together a couple of years and stays healthy, no one will even remember the injuries.
2: I no, think for, the for sure. I think kind of what I was looking at was like he did play. Um, besides the two games he missed, he was pretty healthy that whole year, and he's mm-hmm. as far as I know healthy going into one. this year. So that's why I kind of moved him up as because I probably would have put him right at nine if if they were still like. Super serious concerns as of right now. I mean, I still think he's kind of fragile, um, but I think like the talent, like you were saying, you guys were saying, is like my thing is he's when you have it. an
1: offense, you have an offense with Phelan, Diggs, and Kirk Cousins. Who you gave all the money in the world to, and you're a fool to think that offense doesn't run through Dalvin Cook. Like it doesn't matter who's out there on wide receiver, quarterback. That offense runs through Dalvin Cook because he's the best
0: player on their offense and arguably on their team. You yeah, know, he's, he's a stud. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I he's said earlier, a, if, if you told me he was going to be healthy for all 16, I think I have him at number
1: five. I agree. You know what? Dalvin Cook reminds me of, like, when I say, like, he takes a, running backs are bad, are bad contracts on bad teams, but he can take a good team to great. Dalvin Cook, when he's healthy, he takes that Vikings team from good to, I won't say great, but better than what they can be. Kirk Cousins needs a running back like Dalvin Cook to lean on. He's not a quarterback who can just sling it out regardless of who's around him. He needs that running game to be the priority for him to succeed. So, all right, well, with that said, it's time to crack that top five.
0: Top five. So top number five. so number five, um, I felt like it was disrespectful to have somebody who's made the Pro Bowl every year of their career not be in the top five at their position. Mm-hmm. Uh, his numbers last year didn't really jump off the page for me. It did take a dip in rushing yards, touchdowns, receiving yards, after marking room left. He did play through injury last year. and I think that's important to know. He wasn't healthy, but he was still oh, battling. Oh,
1: without a
0: doubt. Yeah. So He's still battling. Um, the Saints added Emmanuel Sanders, and they may have one of the best O-lines in football. So when I take all that into consideration, you know, I'm going into a year, and I had to put my money on who's going to be the Pro Bowl running back, you know, who's going to be on this team, who's got the best, ch- best chance to finish in the top five. I feel like Alvin Kamara – would be one of the safest bets to finish in the top five when I put all those factors together, especially in an off season where you're not getting a lot of time with your team. You got Drew Brees at the helm. You got Sean Payton. You got one of the best lines in football. I mean, he's got all the protective factors as a running back that you want to have in order to have a productive season. And for that reason, I had to keep him in the top five.
1: Listen, I, I won't, uh, won't give you many arguments on that one. I could, he could have easily been top five. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, it wasn't the same thing against him. I just played the guys uh, ahead of him a little bit better. I thought that, that yeah, last year was a big part of that because my, my number five guy was, I mean, he was second in the league in rushing. Yeah, it, it's hard to take away. He ran for nearly 1,500 yards. Uh, um, I think he's a superstar. It was his second year in the league and he already went for nearly 1,500. We mentioned the cream uh, Hunt thing. Which I thought was pretty interesting, and I let it go because I wanted to save it for this point. Because I don't think Kareem Hunt hurts him or gets in his way. I think of it almost like you do with Mark Ingram and Camaro. Kareem Hunt is such a good receiving threat, and don't get me wrong, he can run the ball well too. He, I mean he won the uh, league rushing title a couple years ago. So, but I think it would be more beneficial for the Browns to find a way to keep Chubb and Hunt on the field together, like the Saints did with Camaro and Ingram, and he play off it. Hunt is a great receiving threat out of the option. He probably realizes, you know. His career took a downward spiral. That he's still trying to recover from, but uh, I, I think him playing second fiddle and being that receiving option and Chubb can just run in between the tackles and be dominating on the uh, uh, on the rushing side of it. It's a great mixture. I think they'll help each other. So four out one with Ch- or five out one with Chubb, young guy, second year in the league. I think he's only get better. He's a freak of an athlete. Like this guy it doesn't look like he's the same species as I am. I <laughs> refuse to think that me and him are both the same species. Because I can't do or look like he does.
2: Yeah, I uh, well, well, two things. So, one, I also had Nick Chubb at five. God, you suck. <laughs> uh, did, did, did you steal my list? Can I get a copyright on this? <laughs> but uh, At but least give me a, a works cited notation on it. But before you, you cut into Chubb at five, I wanted to say one last thing about Kamara. Um, uh, that was the one thing that I just felt last year, he was just a little inconsistent. And I don't know if it was because – a lot of people looked at his fantasy numbers and how they were as you know as as great as he usually is but um it seemed like just some games he wasn't as effective and whether that was him learning to play without um you know Mel, or um what's his name Mark the guy Ingram. on the Mark Ingram yeah and not to say you know his uh his backup was a such, but getting to be fully integrated in that number 1 rb slot definitely i think took a little bit of a learning for him but like you said Nick i think he's still Talent-wise, definitely top five. I mean, he can, came out of nowhere as a rookie, and he can do it all. Um, but then, yeah, like, literally what Tim was saying about Chubb, though, is, like – and I, I've tried to be reluctant on players that only played a year or two, but, like, he just – he's scary. Like, I don't mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to try and tackle him. It's Absolutely
1: not. I think Hunt playing next to him helps him. I think Chubb doesn't have to worry about going off a pass because nowadays your running back has to go off for a pass or two every game. Yeah. Chuck never has to worry about that as long as Hunt's on the team because Hunt's a much better receiving threat and you know what it'd probably benefit Hunt to you know slide into a backer bowl and you know ease into things again you know fix his public image catch a couple passes you know be that second fiddle on a you know decent Browns team or a good Browns team and mm-hmm. see where it takes you next time maybe you get another lead role that way uh, I think it helps him to be the second fiddle and I could not picture two guys that will fit better Hunt's a great receiving threat, and Chubb is just a beast when it comes to running. And
2: even look at it, like, Chubb had, you know, 36 receptions, so it's like defenses have to say, oh, great, this fucking monster is still going to go out wide at some point. Like, he could still catch the ball. Like, So, yeah, I I think he's great. and He's, he's more of an old-school running back, I would say, more of like between the tackles I'm going to run you over. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like, like Nick was saying, them Georgia running backs are a different breed. Uh, I think Todd Gurley was from Georgia too. So, yes, he but, was. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, this you look at Nick Chubb he doesn't look like the same species. <laughs> there's as,
2: there's someone else on my list that is definitely not from earth but we can oh, get to him. that's funny.
0: funny. you say that cuz uh on to
1: number, number 4.
2: four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So num- so number 4 um is the all-time high school leading rusher. He Ooh, had 12 12,000 rushing yards in high
2: school. And what? While 4 years.
0: Well also which is Ridiculous!
2: What's that? Uh, average, his uh, like three years, th- three thousand a year.
0: <laughs> his se- his senior year, at fifty five touchdowns in high school football, he had one hundred and fifty three wow. touchdowns in his high school career. Um, wow! And while he's known to be as big and large as he is in high school, he also ran track. He ran an 11-11 in the hundred meter dash. Okay? I,
1: think we, I think we have the same guy,
0: and I, so, I like this buildup. At uh, at number four. One of the prides of Alabama, I go with Derrick Henry, we running back. For the I Stanley also
2: Titans. had King Henry at number four too. Yeah. I gotta say, yo, my build-up wasn't nearly as good. As <laughs> yeah, there, no, so I didn't have that. Keep
0: on that going, way. Nick. Keep going.
1: <laughs> keep going.
0: So, uh, and 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 I'm not even gonna bring up when I when he was at Alabama. Uh, I watched a lot of college sports really closely. I follow a lot of these guys' stories. I mm-hmm. think that that is always what it inspires me to see why these guys play as hard as they do. Uh, Derrick Henry is actually his parents. Uh, Much like mine, were teen parents, but his parents were 15 and 16. Uh, His dad went to jail 20 times. He was in and out of jail 20 times, uh, raised by his grandmother, just put all of that statistic against him and just balled out his entire life. And I just – I pull for guys like that. You know, I I love to see it.
1: Absolutely. I I, I like Derek. Obviously, you know, he's the reigning rushing champ. Mm Um. you know, I, I I I can't really follow it up too much there. You know, you you really hit the uh, the, uh, yeah. Uh, the, good, the, like the yeah. I think the dude just stopped. like the the Titans weren't going anywhere without him. I the, the fact that now that they signed him, which is okay, because the fact that they signed Tannehill before him is an absolute joke. If you think that Tannehill had more to that to do with that offense than Derek Henry, you're insane. Um, the offensive line, I think, will still be solid. You lose Conklin, which will hurt, but I still think Henry will be fine going forward. The guy simply cannot be tackled. Yeah, I, mean,
2: I, I, I said like, that.
1: He's almost like it doesn't matter who's his offensive line or his offense is because you still have to tackle him. It doesn't matter if you, you have nine guys in the box and you all beat your blocks. It doesn't matter if it looks like a Joe Mixon highlight because the guy is huge. you got to tackle him. That's that's tough.
2: Well, that's what I was saying. Like, e- Even though I literally just said I would never want to tackle Nick Chubb, I would rather tackle Nick Chubb than Derrick Henry. If I saw a six-three, two hundred fifty-pound guy running, like a, I think he ran a four-five or forty, clocked it twenty-one miles an hour, I would I would die. I don't like, and even like Nick was saying with like you know stats outside the NFL with his high school stats, his the season he won the Heisman with Alabama, I think, which I think was his last season, two 000, over two thousand yards on only three hundred ninety-five carries, like. He, you can't be stopped. And I, I'm glad that in the NFL he was able to finally translate that because his first – he shared, you know, carries with um, DeMarco Murray for I think a year or two and then, you know, finally was that number one guy. And I still love uh, that one picture where he's in practice. I think it was from last year. Standing next Deion, to the Lewis. Guy, Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis. It looks like Deion Lewis is his son and he's yeah, at absolutely. practice with them. Oh, he's it's, a mean man. It's crazy.
1: Honestly, I think I'd rather be – hit by a car than derrick henry i could roll over the hood of a car i'm not rolling over anywhere on derrick henry
2: i don't it's not gonna go well but i think uh i i read this one um article where kind of described him as a a hybrid eddie george and i think that's a pretty fair you know especially the titan connection so i
0: don't think he's a hybrid anything i think he's a freaking mac truck i think i think (laughs) he's a unique over people I think I think he's I think he's a pretty unique specimen because I've seen running backs who are big and break tackles, but I've never seen somebody with his speed and can move with his size as large as he is. Yeah, that, like, I'm telling you, eleven point eleven hundred yard dash. Are you even like fathoming? That's fast. That's a whole football field in eleven seconds. Fast. How that many is, running
2: backs have we seen over six? Like even six two or six one? Like he's six three, 250, Like, not normal.
1: It was the ultimate sign of respect is uh, when they beat the Patriots and then uh, the Ravens were talking in their interviews and like, yeah, you know what? The Patriots just didn't look like they wanted to tackle Derrick Henry. Yeah. We want to tackle him. And then you go get just steamrolled and like, it doesn't look like you wanted to get tackled. Well, you didn't tackle him. It doesn't look like you wanted to. To have just in the playoffs, nonetheless, like every guy is giving you his best shot. And, like, I, I don't want to hear the Tannehill nonsense because I, I literally think it's nonsense. I think he got into an offense that was perfect to his skill set, and he had a running back that was dominant. Anyone could run off the play action with Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, he, he is an offense. He, he is, like I said, he's a running back that took a good team. The Titans were a good team, and he made them great and brought them to the championship game just by being a steamrolling animal. Yeah. And they they got offense around it. They got yeah, they solid. They got, you got A.J. Brown – had. Adrian Brown blew up in his rookie year but you got to think that wouldn't have happened unless you had your number one option on offense if it wasn't for Derrick Henry none of that is possible
2: and that line's still intact their defense is underrated I think well they lost Conklin. they
1: lost Conklin Conklin oh true true yeah but But I think they'll be okay yeah so all right uh I you know one thing I'll say is this was the tier Osama I think the top four are just a tier to himself. Like I thought they yeah. were head soldiers shoulders every while. So with that said, on so, to your
0: top three. Yeah, yeah, So, uh, number three, he finally has a challenger for biggest quads in the NFL with AJ Dylan. Um, <laughs> cool. interesting. He, he has been, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. He actually started before I looked into this at number two. Um, that- but then as I started dissecting, I think I was unfair to who I had at number two with the consistency he had. But I'll I tell you that at, at number three, uh Sayquads. he is Sayquads. just he is just such a specimen that is physically uh he can do it all, great runner, runs for power, mm-hmm. amazing, put his foot in the ground, stop on a dime, can catch balls out of the backfield. Um, you know. I was so happy that he went number two overall because I hate, I hate when we, we go into these drafts and we're like, well, we have to take a quarterback high and we have to take a tackle high and right. we can't take a running back before number 15 yeah, uh, yeah. because I think he's such a unique guy and he's, he brings so much to the table. Um, I, would, I, I just want to see more from that offense. The Giants offense has just been disappointing. And it's not that I don't think if you put him on a different team, he couldn't put up, you know, great numbers. Uh, But the thing is, he's not on a different team. He's on the Giants, you know. So, I got to live with the results that he puts up on the Giants.
1: Fair enough. uh, Yeah, you know what? I mean, I I had Saquon at three, too. You hit the nail right on the head. I'm assuming Dakota with his, you know, upset grin and shaking of head also had Saquon at three.
2: No, I actually don't. Oh, Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What, dude? You, you cheated on my uh, top 10 for this long? You yeah, sort of I was, I was
2: tired of looking off your, your you know, test. Yeah, te- I was teacher like, I need to get on. an A. I need to, you know, check yeah, make sure yeah, the, are The teacher here.
1: realized that the first 50 questions you already cheated on. Let me change it up on the last 10. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so on to Saquon, obviously Nick had a couple of points. A couple of things that surprised me was last year's rookie year, the dude had 91 receptions. Like, that's insane. That's like a number one wide receiver production. That is incredible. Um, it's, it's just mind blowing. He was the offense last year. Obviously you mentioned the team sucked. There's not much. They still had, uh, I think it was Eli's last year. The offense line didn't exist and there was no weapons around him. They're slowly making their way a little bit better. I don't think the Giants are much better than where they were you know, last year. I still think they're a bad team, but he is a uh, clearly a franchise cornerstone that you can build around. Um, he is an offense. He's a running back that is an offense. You can just build an offense around him. I think he would be fine on any team, any scheme. It didn't really matter. Um, he's incredibly young. He's already dominated this long. I, he just he gives you everything you could possibly want: the athleticism, the ability to catch, the ability to run, the ability to break tackles, the ability to division. Just everything is right there. He could get a little bit better at pass protecting, which is fine. I don't yeah. think many. I don't think there's many young running backs that are good at pass protection. I think that that's something you just grow into and you learn and you get used mm-hmm. to it. Um, but the guy, the guy, the guy's a stud. I I, I had him at three. And really the only reason I had him at three was because his team's a joke and he hasn't been able to do anything that mattered for, for his entire career. Like everything he's done is hasn't mattered because the Giants don't do anything. They suck. No. Um, one other point I'll mention before we let Dakota, you know, spew his nonsense is that. You mentioned that, you know, you don't most teams don't draft running backs very high. My top three picks, and I'm assuming all three of our top three picks were all top ten draft picks
2: at running yeah. back. This I'm the biggest believer besides ever, those three, I think everyone else was like second round or Oh yeah. Know, oh they're right
1: there. Yeah. I, I mean I'm the biggest believer that um, running backs are worth the money. Now my point is you you always hear is an average running back could do exactly what any other running back could be. So I looked up of the 173 running backs under contract currently, 86 would be the nice, you know, medium in the middle there. So 86 running back salary-wise. So this is per year salary-wise. You have Corey Clement, Raymond Calais on the Buccaneers, and you have DJ Foster on the Cardinals. Those are your mid-average salary-wise running backs. Okay. And now we'll get to the top two because the top two running backs that I have are the top two highest-paid running backs. And Saquon's not there yet, but he will be. Like, these running backs, you can't tell me that you can put Corey Clement in and he'll do what Saquon Barkley can do, or he'll do what Derrick Henry can do, or he'll do what Ezekiel Elliott can do. They can't. These running backs are their own offense. They bring a dimension that other teams can't have. It's foolish not to invest in the position. It's foolish to invest in the position when you're a bad team. But when you're a good team looking to make the next step, oh, I'd go running back heavy. That's the, that's the piece that makes you a better team. It's just a part of the offense. Everyone needs and strives and goes for a quarterback. They all look for the offensive tackles and wide receivers, but most of them will ignore running backs. And you know what? These Some of these, like you're talking to Saquon, Derrick Henry, they are their offense. They yeah. are the entire offense.
2: This is true. Um, so to kind of transition into my number three, who I guess is y'all's number two, unless maybe you don't like him that much. Um, this guy, you know, you just hear me out for a second, but he's a, he's a two-time rushing champ, right? You're an idiot. A two-time All-Pro, a three-time Pro Bowler, and he's played uh, all 16 games four straight years. Uh, However, I don't think he's better than Saquon Barkley because if I was starting a team right now and I was, like, GM mode, like, you know, the way Nick was looking at it, I would want Saquon over Zeke. But I had Zeke at number three. Um, I mean, you know, as much as it pains me to say it, he's fucking legit. Like, was awesome at Ohio State. Um, came into the league and had what 16 or 1600 rushing yards as a rookie. Grant, you know, granted, you know, Cowboys have a great line, but even though if you have a great line, doesn't mean your running back is going to be able to get it done. Um, I just think you know his his talent is crazy. Um, he's got speed, strength, and catch. Uh, can I, I've seen him block pretty well too at times too. So I think he's just a really great all around player um that you know it, it, two-time rushing champ is you know in four years that's or five years that's a good future already building up so
1: i will fact check you on one thing before nick tells us it number too he has he, he hasn't missed any game due to injury but he did get suspended for six games so he has not yeah, played 2017 all. Yeah,
0: right, right.
1: that was my thing. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I was nice because most of the time I would have cut him off then, but I let him finish. I like, him... man, I'm just reading off the paper what I wrote. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah minus, minus those six games he didn't play. And it. So it wasn't like he was suspended one game. Six games is a lot of time. You know? That's, yeah. oh, that's, that's so a flag.
2: Uh, Saquon wasn't suspended. So,
1: yeah, but you know what? I think, uh, no, well, this past year. Well, I mean, if you take away the suspension year, you know he's won two rushing titles out of three possible years. Outside of that, that's pretty freaking good. So, but yeah. Nick, go ahead.
2: Shock the world, Nick. Who's at number two?
0: Well, at number two, I had Ezekiel Elliott. And okay. so, what right. I was going to say, what I was going to say, um, the guy over his four-year career is mm-hmm. averaging thirteen hundred and fifty rushing yards a season. Thirteen hundred fifty, and one of those seasons, he played ten games, and in those ten games. He averaged ninety-eight yards a game. He almost get. He yeah. he had nine hundred eighty-three rushing yards. And he didn't play in six games. Was okay. that the two thousand scrimmage yard season? It's two thousand seventeen. He had. Uh, he played in ten games. He had nine hundred eighty-three. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. He had nine hundred eighty-three rushing yards. You know how many guys play every game and can't get to a thousand? He, he almost especially at a running back. You know the guy is the absolute model of consistency. I mean. Yeah. You go 1,600 your first year. Your second year, only play 10 games. You get 983. Then you go for 1,434. Then you go for 1,357. He plays by one of the best lines in the NFL. Um, And he catches the ball too. 420 receiving yards, 54 receptions. You know, while I like Saquon, and this is where I talk about, like, in betting and in legitimate rankings, you can't put who you like over who produces more. Okay. I like, I like Saquon. Okay. I like, but the the reality is Zeke
2: has put up better numbers for longer, more consistently. I mean, yeah, but you can't compare that Giants offense to the Cowboys offense. That's definitely. But where
0: does he play? But but, but where does he, but where does he play? Like, I don't want to hear, Oh, Bradley Beal is a better player than LeBron James, but they're not in the play. Like, I don't want to hear that. Where do you play? It's what are you going to do this year?
1: So, I know, Nick, I, I actually couldn't agree with you more. I also had Zika too because I'm not an idiot. Um, a couple of things. Obviously, I mean, most of you said it. Two-time Russian champion. We're not going to ignore that. But he was a Russian champion his rookie year. I know the offense line was amazing. But to be a leader of anything as a rookie is impressive. Um, I uh, You know what? I lied to the class. Dakota triggered me. There's an. I have a video. There is another reason why I took. You, you just looked reality. up a
2: video, but okay. No, no,
1: no. I knew about this video, but I, I, I didn't think I would actually have to use it until you mentioned something. <laughs> so, I, what did I? I said the biggest weakness of Saquon Barkley was his blocking. Zeke can block very well, and that's one of his biggest strengths. I would actually say. This so it's like a Saquon uh, highlight. Look at Saquon right here. This is Saquon, as you might uh-huh. know. We're gonna watch him. Try to Look at Jamal Adams here. He's going to run. Saquon's going to try to block, completely miss him, and then they're going to take the That's ball. That's
2: Jamal here. Adams.
1: He's a safety. He's not a freaking edge rusher. Our number you, one
2: safety. It's Jamal if Adams. You,
1: if you can't block a safety, you can't
2: block anyone. Oh my
1: god. Did you no. have the
2: highlight of Saquon jumping over a guy who is standing straight up? That That's irrelevant to blocking. I'm talking about blocking. <laughs> Zeke is an incredible
1: pass blocker. He blocks very well. And you say, oh, Jamal Adams, all this, dude, he's a safety. If you can't block Jamal Adams, you can't block Von Miller, you cannot I'm not, block him. No, he should have blocked you him. I agree. not block but I'm, T.J. Watt or Aaron Donald. He will get better at that. I think he will. But Zeke is already much better. Um, Zeke's got two-time rushing champion. And plus, I have more faith in the Cowboys' offense going forward than I do the Giants. The Giants' offense line, even though they've thrown a ton of money into it, with solder. They traded for Zeitler and they drafted Will Hernandez. I still have more faith in the Cowboys' offense line than I Giants do. And Travis Frederick retired. Zeke is going to be all fine. His offense line is great. The offense around him got better. Saquon is still dealing with a middling offense that they're still trying to build around. Zeke, I still think, is the better runner. Um, He's stuck. He runs people over. He's agile. He brings a little bit to the passing game. Uh, and he can block, you know. He's all around a very good running back. And he's been a great running back since he's entered the league. He's consistent. Obviously, the only games he's missed is when he gets suspended. But you want to talk about he led the league three years out of his four. in he Like, that's not something you just make believe. It, he's getting better 54 receptions last year, 77 the year before that. He's improving his game. You forget that he's only his four years in the NFL
2: because he's a two-time rushing champion and not a two-time All-Pro or whatever it is. I mean, that's – I had him at three because he's great. I'm just – like, I'm saying straight up, you give me I, – I feel like if you swap them – like, we've had this conversation before. If you swap, put Saquon on the Cowboys, Zeke on the Giants, I don't think Zeke would see the same production because you see Cowboys backups still, you know – there's been Cowboys backups that get 100-yard games. Now, that's not taken away from Zeke. Zeke is great, and I think, you know, he'll continue yeah, to be – I don't know. I, you're, like, the
1: Zeke was drafted fourth overall. The Cowboys were not a good team when he entered the league, and he won the rushing title. I mean, don't get me wrong, they got Dak in the same draft, so getting a franchise quarterback that same draft and he playing the rookie year helped them a lot. But it was not a good team that drafted him. The Giants weren't a good team when they drafted Saquon.
2: But – if you're a defense, you got to account for Amari Cooper. you got to account for Zeke. you got to account for Dak because he can run. Amari wasn't there when Zeke won the rushing titles. I'm talking right now because you always like to talk present. You're accounting for C.D. Lamb now, Michael Gallup now. Who, Who do the Tom Giants here? have that you have to account for Wait, besides Zeke You're helping, Saquon?
1: helping my argument. No, yeah, man, that, doesn't, that, I,
0: doesn't, that doesn't help the argument. I'm
1: choosing Zeke because I think he has a better future ahead of him. That's All right. what, that was my main argument. Well, no matter
0: what that's... the Giants do, the sa- they, they still suck. Can we, just, yeah, can, not... we take a, can we take a moment? Can we take a moment? The Hall of Fame when they go to vote on the people who played right now, mm-hmm. they don't go. Well, if he got to play on this team, no, they say, yeah, what was, is your um, body of work? Yeah. what did you do? Not did you get to go to this team? Not right. did you get to have this situation? What did you do with what you had? And, Nick, and you Saquon's on, you know, done a, a
2: lot, lot with what he's. Look at it on the head.
1: They are both top five picks. Drafted by bad teams. They both went to bad situations. Different situations, but they were both top five picks. Neither of these teams were good. It wasn't like they were
2: drafting you know, later in the first round they got them. And and Zeke has just thrived. Okay, and this is as an individual player. And as an individual player, I think Saquon has a higher ceiling as a pure running back than Ezekiel Elliott does.
1: Well, Zeke ran for two rushing titles in his first three years. So you know, his ceiling must be up to uh,
0: Okay. Can, we, can we can we take a moment? Can we can we take take one moment? Okay, I've heard like Zeke is a, is an improving pass catcher. I've heard a couple of times. Yeah, the, the receiving numbers difference between Zeke and Saquon is eighteen receiving yards, the same amount of touchdowns, and two receptions. So if you feel like Saquon's a good dual threat, then you have to also say that Zeke is a good dual threat because they have identical receiving yards, and a Zeke has three hundred and fifty plus more rushing yards. So how do you have the same receiving yards, 30% more rushing yards, but you're not a better player? I don't so, I don't get that. So
1: real quick, before before I let Nick finish up with his number one, I just want to say one thing. Well, um, I
2: need to still talk about Saquon. Fine, fine,
1: fine, fine. You know fine. We'll let you foolishly say what you want to say. Zeke has run for – has had more than 300 rushing attempts three out of his four years. Obviously, the one year he didn't do it was the six games he got suspended that Gazelle never heard of. Um with that said, he doesn't miss games because of injury. Saquon got hurt this year on his second year in the NFL. Because he's he, the only one touching the ball. I, 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 excuse me. I let you talk. Zeke had 300 <laughs> rushing attempts three out of his four years. What do you mean he's the only one touching the ball? Zeke has touched the ball nearly 1,000 times in three years.
2: Uh, Saquon, and he doesn't miss time because of injury. First year, Saquon had a five yards per carry average. Second year, 4.6. Zeke had – 5.1. That's hella great for his rookie year. Very similar to Saquon. Then last sure year, better, 4.5. Yeah. 4.6 for Saquon. They're very... They're only, you you can flip a coin. Like, I don't have Except, a problem. See, but anymore.
1: the thing is, the two rushing titles. That's, that, that's... thats He also has two more years. Like... Yep.
2: But he won the rushing titles
1: right here, so Saquon, Saquon is behind by one rushing title already. All right, let's talk numbers then. So,
2: so Saquon... Saquon is
1: Listen, Saquon, Saquon has never gone for 300 rushing attempts a year. He's won for 261 his rookie year and 217 this last year when he got injured. Yeah. Zeke has gone for over 300 rushing attempts three out of four years. You hear when a running back has 300 rushing attempts, next year he's going to suck. He's going to get hurt. Zeke hasn't missed a beat, and he's done it three times. That consistency you can not ignore. The only time he missed a game was because he got
2: suspended for being an idiot. I. But go hey, ahead. Tell me, tell me something that I don't look, already know. Look, it's hard to evaluate them, but I – I, I'm i factoring in the fact that the Cowboys are just a lot better of an offensive team. Saquon's not going to get as many touches because he's not going to have the Giants offense isn't going to be on the field as much. You know, at, look, I, you want to talk numbers, comparison, this is combine numbers, right?
1: Oh, oh, combine numbers. These yeah. are legit. Oh, yeah. okay.
2: Why oh you should have told me – wait, wait.
1: You should have told me we'd be stretching for these wrenches. Oh, <laughs> some toe on,
0: touches, hold on, hold on. some hip flexors, all that before we – Wait, wait, wait. You didn't have Byron Jones in your top DBs. Don't bring out combine numbers. Yeah, without – John Ross records.
2: didn't make the top ten wide receivers. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything about the combine. That was three years ago. No, this is just purely to look at the – the, their, their, how they were coming out of college physically – so, uh-huh. Saquon 6 Zeke 6 0. Uh, Zeke was 225, Saquon's 230. I think they're still, they're like yeah. basically still the same now. Yeah. Um, Zeke had 4.47 40 yard dash and a 31 inch vertical. All right. Mm, yes. Saquon had a 4.41 40 yard dash and a 41 inch vertical. So, to me, look, yeah, Zeke has the edge in blocking, Zeke has the edge in catching, which. You could say he's better than Barkley because of he's more well-rounded. That's fine. I don't know. That's what we're trying to say. Yeah, no, I don't have a problem with that, but I'm saying you're taking away from Saquon because you're saying he plays on the giants and his offense no, is not as never, good. Never so never he doesn't get that. as much, you know, opportunities to, to flourish. See,
1: you're mentioning the, you know, the vertical jump and their 10 yard, you know, shuttle. I don't remember Saquon Barkley
2: winning a rushing title when he was jumping that vertical. Jump. I've, I've seen Saquon fight for more yards than oh. I've seen plenty of Zeke having a fucking lane that I could run through. You know, well it's, that's debatable. Like I, I, I don't know. To me, watching Saquon play, he's one of the smoothest runners. He's so fluid with his cuts. He's very, very, very pure in between the tackles. Can go off tackle. I personally, I look at him and say, I would rather have that running back. He seems to have the mentality that he could get better at blocking because he's a little more phys- He's a little bigger than Zeke. Um, mm. I, like I said, I, I'm not saying you guys are wrong for having the two. I'm just saying I personally like Saquon better.
0: You know, you know the argument. The argument that you just made between the two of them, I have heard so many people say that if Deshaun Watson went to the to the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick oh, Mahomes yeah. the Texans. It's- then Deshaun Watson would have got this major deal and they would be a better player. But, like, you can't – this coulda, woulda, shoulda is not what's playing out, okay? Like, Patrick Mahomes on the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes has the great career. Patrick Mahomes was the MVP. Deshaun Watson, great player. Love him a lot. But he's on the Texans. That's his team. So I can't say you're going to be the second-best quarterback in the NFL if you don't have weapons. So I can't say that you're going to be the second-best running back in the NFL if you have a worse line. Like – you, your your argument is we can't count it against them. But the problem is their numbers at the end of the year matter based on where they play. So that can't be like a handicap. That's got to be what's going to set you up to have the year
2: you're going to have. Um, I, yeah.
0: I listen, I got nothing uh, more to
1: say. I, I think I said uh, what I needed to be, you know, uh, you're, it,
2: it it's, it's going to be a revolving door. Uh, all I'm saying is that you're, that whole thing, I get it. You can't say what if he was on this team and what if he was on that team. But, like, at the end of the day, you know, if you have a great player helping you, they have great offensive linemen pushing the way for Zeke. You know, if, if you know, some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time never had any, like, besides, like, Brady, most great quarterbacks had at least one receiver that they relied on, one tight end that they relied on. You know, it's like you need players around you, and I just think Saquon does more with less is all I'm saying.
1: Right. Well, hey, you know what? We listen to your argument, whether we believe it or not. You know, is up for discussion. All right, let's but, move on
2: to happier thoughts, Nick. All you right, number, number one, one. this so, should be uh, this
1: way. This has got to be like I, this. Like the eighth week in a row where we all, you know, I don't think we've
2: for. yeah, rarely do we not have the same number one. So, so all right, Nick, uh, let's start this off. So,
0: number one, uh, quick anecdote: I am a Denver Bronco fan. In one of my one of my first one, my first favorite Bronco, but he was a guy I liked really early on, was the father of this player. Um, the Broncos before the draft were getting ready to try to trade up to get him because wow. of the connection.
1: Didn't think him. I'd be hearing a John McCaffrey, uh, you know, referencing. Ed, in, Ed in McCaffrey.
0: It's Ed, it's Ed McCaffrey. <laughs> Ed McCaffrey. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. On, sorry. 10, You're right. You're back right. Check, no, 10, uh, back no I dropped
1: the ball. I thought so, it was, <laughs> I, I dropped the ball.
0: So, uh, but they end up not being able to, to move up to get him. Um, and he's gone on to have what I would argue was one of the most Amazing dual threat seasons. I mean, thirteen hundred and eighty-seven rushing yards, fifteen rushing touchdowns. With go with a thousand and five receiving yards, another four touchdowns, hundred and sixteen receptions, and hundred and seven receptions in twenty eighteen. Goes to run CMC Christian McCaffrey. Goat.
1: I, uh I honest, I had him at one, two, obviously, you know, Nick thought had a great lead up and I'm sure Dakota will tell us some nonsense that, you know, we don't need to hear, but I will make this one short because I think we all understand that he's amazing. I don't think anyone argue that he's the number one running back. Um, obviously had 116 receptions that ties the record for a non-wide receiver in receptions per year with Ertz. Um, he had a thousand and five yards receiving just to put it in perspective uh dj chark a number one wide receiver in the nfl had a thousand and eight mike williams a very good number two wide receiver in the nfl had a thousand and one and oh everyone's favorite boy that loves to kill me because i didn't put him in his top 10 had a thousand and 30 yards more than cmc and that's odell beckham jr these are number one wide receivers or in mike williams case the number two that he's competing with he had he was a top three running back um in rushing yards with 1387 as nick said the guy's a stud. He's one, He's a running back you build your offense around. Obviously, he deserves all the contract that he got. Um, there's not much more to say. I had him on my fantasy team this this year, and I will Same. tell you one thing. If there's one person that understands how good he is, oh, it's me. Because I've made a lot of bad decisions on that fantasy team, and the only reason I stood a chance that year was because McCaffrey was
2: putting up, like, 40 a game. Yep. Yep.
1: So while I do, uh, I do assume that Dakota made a lot of horrific mistakes in fantasy, and CMC had to bail him out. But you know,
2: tell us <laughs> something new there, Dakota. Tell us something good about your boy that you're wearing on your back. I, uh, I wasn't listening to half of what you said because most of what you say is garbage. But um, oh, okay. did you did, did you point out anything about his fantasy? His yeah, fantasy I, numbers. I, I, I literally just pointed out the fact that I had him on my team, and you were like, same. Well, I, okay. Well, I don't know if I'm going to repeat here, but um, I was when I went to go put in our draft order for our league. Um, there was a video that came up and it was, they're talking about, you know, CMC and why he should be everyone's number one pick. And they were saying how, <laughs> if you took away all of his uh, rushing yards and only his receiving yards, he would have finished uh, number 12 in fantasy as a wide, oh, yeah. as a wide receiver.
1: He's, he is a number – he put up number one wide receiver numbers and being a top three running back. And if you took away all of
2: his receiving yards and he solely ran the ball, it would have been the number 13 running back.
1: I, like, I don't know what else you need. He was – <laughs> like we said with Aaron Jones, he tied the league in total touchdowns yeah. on a team that really wasn't that good. Like, they had a lot of holes. After Kyle and Allen had his fun in the first
2: couple of games and they realized that he sucked, yeah. And it wasn't much that. I mean I like the receivers, high. but yeah, that offense runs through CMC. Oh, he is the offense. Yeah.
1: With Teddy Bridgewater on the home, I expect him to be even more the offense. I he's he's a number one wide receiver and he's a number one runner. He's a top 3 running – top 3 running back and a number one wide receiver on most teams. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, that one I actually I think that
2: might have been the easiest number one we've we've come across. And only only one fumble the whole year last year. That's true. And, and he, he had uh how many touches? 287 touches. rushes and 116 ball. receptions. That's it. Loves impressive. touching the ball. Loves touching impressive. the ball. Oh. Yeah. Two things real quick. Uh, Go ahead. So his past season um, is the – hold on one second. Third most yards from scrimmage in a season behind only Chris Johnson in 2009 when he had 2,509 yards. And then Marshall J2K. Yeah, and then Marshall Falk in 99 had 2,429 yards. He was the last um, thousand, thousand running back. What's that? He was the last thousand, thousand running back. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, you know. LT, unsurri- LT was on this list, the top 10 list, twice for this. Uh, and then Marcus Allen, AP, of course, tied Marcus Allen somehow. Exact same amount of yards. And then Tiki Barber at number four was kind of surprising. Um, but uh, the one last thing I wanted to say before we, we wrap things up. So that, that poll I did. On my
1: oh yeah, when you decided to cheat and couldn't decide your own top tens, so you old no, 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 I told to I
2: for you, shut up, I told Nick, I said I finished my list and then I went back and did got grabbed all the stats, so You're I basically like cooped together uh, players that were like in the same level, like those tier levels, and then um, based off that, who beat who also determined ranking, so according to the fans. <laughs> Uh, so, they had – we actually had a tie for Saquon and Christian McCaffrey. But um, Saquon hmm. had more uh, overwhelming victories. Like, he was picked more often than CMC was. So, uh, so, we had Saquon at one. Then, two was McCaffrey. And, three, we had Derek Henry. I can believe uh, that. No, McCaffrey's
1: yeah. number one. I don't, I don't want to hear anything else besides McCaffrey number one. <laughs>
2: number four was Zeke. And then, five, we had, we had Dalvin Cook. I can live with it. Six was Nick Chubb.
1: I can live okay. with it. I, have, was, I mean, I have them switched him
2: switched in. Seven was Kamara. Okay. And this and this is, is my list. And this is when it gets interesting. Eight was Miles Sanders. Oh, stuff.
1: Oh, oh. See, you know what? Me as being a huge Eagles fan,
2: originally he was in my top 10, but then I did research. I like, yeah, oh, okay. I couldn't put him in yet. Um, Nine was Josh Jacobs. And then 10 was Todd Gurley. <laughs> You know what? I I don't hate that though. I, I like Jacobs a lot. Honestly, I, I do, but Oh, I do too, yeah. I, I just, think he's got I, a slight edge over Miles Sanders. You know, the
1: reason that I put Fournette ahead of Jacobs was because I don't think Fournette is gonna be on the Jaguars in the, the year. And I think whatever team he goes through, he's going to, he's gonna flourish. He's such a good player, but he's just on such a horrible franchise.
0: So I'll tell you I'll tell you I had Gurley at thirteen, obviously because the injury, I wasn't even gonna like touch him in the top ten. But he's never gone to a system where he's had teams have to worry about a quarterback and a receiver the way that he has in atlanta yeah, and if he I'll goes argue. there and he's healthy and you have to worry about julio and calvin ridley and matt ryan you know has a 4500 passing yard season Gurley could go quietly put up a 1200 1300 yard season wouldn't surprise me at all i like
1: early a lot i i agree i had him in that like 12 13 range my whole thing was that McVay offense, when McVeigh was an offensive genius, and they went to, and embarrassed themselves in the Super Bowl, that was they ran. They just their offense ran through Todd Gurley, and they managed to run a couple play action passes off of Todd Gurley's running ability. It's almost like what Derek Henry is to the Titans, but to a lesser extent, because I think the Rams were a better offense than the Titans are. But it was just it, Todd Gurley was so amazing that he made that offense work. Without Todd Gurley, the Rams are awful. They haven't done anything since he's since he's. Since the Super Bowl, since he started falling back and he got hurt, they've really struggled. Without a number one running back, McVay's offense struggles because they need a guy to set up the play action, to set up the the you know the 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 passing game. Jared Goff is not a quarterback; who can take over himself. He needs an elite running back next to him, just like Ryan Tannehill had with Derrick Henry. And I think it became apparent once Todd Gurley started slowing down, even in the Super Bowl run. Once he was out for the NFC Championship game and didn't play much in the Super Bowl. It was obvious this was not the same Rams team.
0: Can we, can we uh, just take a moment? I listen to every podcast all the time. Love Appreciate em. that. Um, Love a good time. Appreciate you. And I, gotta t- I follow all the lists. And I got to tell you, I feel like this running back list has the best chance that a year from now, five to ten could be different. I think five to ten yeah. of any of the positions – have the best chance that we could come back in a year from now. I think top four is pretty solid. It's going to take a very crazy thing for top agree. four to change. But five to ten, I mean, Miles Sanders could jump into number ten. Todd Gurley could show us that he's something different. The boy, Jacobs Or Nick could go to some great situation. Yeah, I uh, like
1: Jacobs. I think he's going to go but even the rookie class. This is yeah. a very top-notch, running back-heavy rookie class. I love Jonathan Taylor this year. I think he, I think if at one point he will beat out Mac and he'll play behind that great offense. I think so so too.
0: And I think Edward Tilaire could have monster numbers. If you play next to the
1: homies, you be fine. I like Swift too. I don't love where he went. I don't love him on the Lions, but I like Swift as a player. Dobbins on the Ravens, I think will be really good as well. Yeah. How many opportunities he gets will be, you know, up for discussion. He might just take that Gus Edwards role with Ingram and Lamar there, but. I think he grows into something good. This rookie class could really—I wouldn't be surprised if we see one or two names from this rookie class
0: in that top ten next year. You know, DeAndre Swift is a Philly boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I didn't know that
2: until draft night, but I do know. St. Joe's prep. Yeah, to St. Joe's prep. Hey, Saquon so Barkley is from Whitehall, right out of, right outside Allentown. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Tim or uh, Tim, Nick, any uh thoughts on Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay out in yeah. Denver? So, um.
0: I, I look in the season and I feel like when it, if you are the Broncos, their offense has such an opportunity to just be a gun slinging, throw the ball, pound, pound the rock. The question is going to be what Melvin Gordon are the Broncos getting? And how does Philip Lindsay do sharing the rock? Does, does that yeah. affect him mentally? Is he cool with that? Um, and what's going to happen with Royce Freeman? Like, Royce Freeman was supposed to be what Philip Lindsay is. Yes, you know, don't yes, forget yes. their third running back is still a guy who could be a trade asset. Or maybe this is the year things click. And maybe they have the best running back committee in the NFL to go along with the best young trio of receivers. The only thing that's going to tell is what Garrett Bowles does this year. When Their left tackle oh, is yeah. so he up
1: is, in the air. He is such a – if he stopped getting penalties on him, he wouldn't be yeah, so bad. He, Guy and, loves to do illegal things.
0: Yeah, and and, and, Drew, and I will tell you, on draft night, this is actually really cool. So I was, I was at the red carpet for the NFL draft. And oh, Garrett shit. Bowles was there with his wife uh, and uh, his son in matching suits. And I told him that he was coming to Denver. And when they announced that he picked him, I could not believe it because I go in the back of Garrett Bowles' mind right now, he's going, that random Philly guy with the Denver Broncos <laughs> champ Baylor jersey on told me I was going to Denver. And uh, so that was that was. A cool so
1: game. yeah, let me get some lottery numbers from that guy next time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
1: ending on one thing just because I'm about to pee my pants. Um, I like Gordon. I had him on my fantasy team a couple of years ago. I think he's very good. I thought the holdout was a complete mistake. I think Le'Veon Bell just showcased everyone that holding out is not a good idea. That I'm one quite hold out. Yeah, no, no. I think they uh, they resurrected that one. I think they did whatever they had to do on his contract. but I, yeah. I heard he's going to play, but it just. I think Gordon's a very good player. I think he hurt his I think he hurt his own value on sitting out. I think that was a foolish mistake on his own part. He let Eckler go out there and dominate. Yes. And then he came back and it just never fit. I like Gordon on the Broncos. I uh, I think he takes the mantle. I don't know what Lindsay will do. I've never been that high on Lindsay. I yeah, think he's made the most of his opportunity. He's been pretty solid. I know he's ran for a thousand yards back to back, but I think when it comes down to quality of running back, Melvin Gordon is a much better quality of running back than Lindsay is. And I'd be excited. Plus he gives you a little bit of pass catching ability.
2: All right. So that was uh you know, that went really smooth for a while, and then once we got to Zeke Saquon, my shit like got off the road. Well, that's because you
1: agreed with me for eight of the ten picks. I mean, yeah, you just fucking stole you my finally list. finally caught on, man. I want I want my name in the work cited. Oh my god. Let me just say, yeah, quote me next time.
2: I, I just Well, I think, think I think I can speak
0: man. for all of us saying I'm so happy football is back. I hope that oh, we no, get a, yeah, I yeah. hope that we get a full season. Uh um, no
1: outbreaks, no corona. Just
0: you know, I just I just I just we'll want to get my Sundays back, you oh, know, God, get, yeah. get a fresh a new a new
2: TV set up for the
0: season, just like we're just ready for Sundays. Ready to rock and roll.
2: Oh yeah, how how big is that TV now? 65 yeah, you're, you're going to be sitting pretty.
1: I'm so excited. This is my first year where I can have the Eagles on local TV. I don't have to go streaming <laughs> the Eagles off of some weird Chinese ridiculous website. Yeah, you were awesome. in Florida for a while, buddy. Yeah. Do, like the Jaguars on national, on local TV. Do I want to watch the freaking Jaguars?
2: Does
0: anyone want to watch the Jaguars? No, I don't want to. They watch don't watch them. the Jaguars in Jacksonville. I yeah, of course they, they don't. The
2: well, maybe that's why oh, Fernando's top 10. You got to see them so much. I, you know what? Probably.
1: Probably. <laughs> yeah. All
2: right. All right, guys. Good talk to you. Peace out. Take it Have a good night.